You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Good day, everybody. My name is Errol Parker, and thank you for finding the time yet again to listen to the Batuta Advocate Weekly News Bulletin. With me in the studio... Clancy Overall. It still feels weird to be back in the office. It's a great day to be a Queenslander. The long weekend at our feet and the most beautiful part of the world to explore. Which is where Wendell Hussey has been this week. If you've been listening to the Daily News Bulletin, you would have noticed the warm twang of Wendell's voice has been absent because Wendell is currently at the Marlin Bar on Lizard Island and we know that because he's just asked for another advance on his pay. Yes, it certainly sounds like he's been having the time of his young life. Yeah, it also sounds like he won't be getting another paycheck until July at this rate. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay, let's kick this thing off. Starting with our most popular story this week, which again was one of yours, Clancy. The headline was, Donny, mate, I'm telling you, Hawaii. Yes, as civil rights protests continued in nearly 80 major cities across the United States, President Trump called the only man that can give him advice on what to do when your country is on fire. Yes, and all of us know the world-leading expert on that is our own Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. Scotty told Donny that, and I quote, the best thing you can do right now is park your ass in Waikiki and ride this thing out. He also added that he'd get Jenny to pass on the details of where they stay to Melania. Moving on to our second most popular story of this week. Funnily enough, also related to the current civil unrest in the United States. Rioting is over the top, says man that took an AR-15 to town hall because he wanted a haircut. You know, it's got me fucked why the AR-15 is so popular for these types of fringe-dwelling patriots. I mean, in terms of raw stopping power... You'd be wanting something more like an AK-47 or a FNFAL. The Australian Army used a modified version of the FNFAL for decades. That thing could put anything on its ass. Copping a 7.62mm round to the centre mass, I mean, especially if you've crossed the tip of the round, it's good night. But I guess if you're planning to fight room to room, something more portable like an AR-15 might be a better option, Clancy. But don't get me wrong, there's certainly positives about the 5.56mm round, but for what those guys are doing which is trying to take control of a government building. You know, coming from my own experience, I'd be looking to have something with a bit more pizzazz, you know. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah, right. Well, um... Well, look, if you go back and look at the attached photo on the article, you can see that none of them were carrying a secondary. I mean, there's a bloke there wearing chinos, for God's sake. Yeah, so it was a lot of noise for nothing, wasn't it? All because these blokes wanted a haircut when they felt like one. We actually referred to these red caps as being morbidly obese in the article. A number of readers wrote in to say that that was offensive. What do you think, Errol? I don't know. Well, in terms of that, it is pretty straightforward. I mean, if you put shit in your body, you get shit out of it, you know? Everyone knows that if you're overweight to the point where your hulking mass prevents you from doing things like walking up and down stairs, you are shortening your time on this planet at a rate of knots. I agree. If you're offended by the term morbidly obese, then be sure to tell St. Peter at the front gates and he might let you into the big Krispy Kreme in the sky. Yes, God willing. What was number three this week, Clancy? Bringing back on shore with this story, America is so racist, says man who still locks the doors driving through Redfern. Our Sydney correspondent came across this story by chance in the line of a cafe down in the harbour capital's lower south side over the weekend. Yeah, this man, Fabian Tobias, I think his name was, he was from the upper west side of Sydney. I think that's what he said. Either way, he thinks that John Howard was the best Prime Minister we've ever had. He is one of those types. Ah, yes, I believe the correct term for that is Sydney's inheritance belt, which sits just inside the Bible belt, right near uh, Howard's electorate. Yeah, well, he probably owns four black puffer vests. Anyway, this bloke explained that the news coming out of America brings him great sorrow, but also gratitude 
that places like Australia don't have systemic race issues that stem out of colonisation, slavery and genocide. Then I wonder why he said in the same breath that he locks the doors whenever he's forced to drive through Redfern. Redfern being a part of Sydney synonymous with disadvantage and poverty until Bob Carr deported all the poor people from the area before the Olympics. Yeah, many people who commented on that article said that Redfern isn't very dangerous anymore, but people such as Fabian, who only liked John Howard because their fathers liked him, still have issues separating the new Redfern from the Fern de la Rouge of old. Anyway, long story short, Fabian locks the doors because he doesn't feel safe in Redfern. He doesn't feel safe in Redfern because of problems in our malignant society that stem from colonising and systemic disadvantage, I think is what he was trying to say. Either way, he's a bit jumpy. Either way, it's much easier for the Fabians of the world to just lock the doors and only open them for a $20 loaf of sourdough. Just keep the blinkers on, Fabian. It'll solve everything. And we just about have time for one more story, and this one just up the road from where our last story took place. New South Wales cops defend officer behaving in a way that could get an entire city's nightlife precinct shut down. Yeah, another day, another fuck-up from the New South Wales police force. Yes, if you saw the news, a policeman from the Surrey Hills area leg-swept a 17-year-old Aboriginal boy during an arrest that was caught on camera. It was a bit heavy-handed, in my opinion. The cop, who looked like fucking Robocop, with all the shit hanging off him, has flat-out thrown this kid on the ground face-first and put a set of cuffs on him. Yeah, the 17-year-old did tell the cop he was going to put one on his chin, which is illegal, but fuck me, the kid would have been lucky to be 60 kilos. Fucking Huey Bowman rides with more that these days. 60 kilos, if wet. Which begs the question, if a private citizen acted in that way, would the New South Wales government respond by shutting down the entire nightlife economy? Oh, they certainly have a track record, don't they? So the New South Wales Police Union have come out and said that the force has thrown this officer to the wolves by putting him on desk duties while they investigate what happened. Yeah, a lot like that lion down on the New South Wales south coast that mauled the zookeeper the other day. I mean, they're not going to put that thing down until they've done a full investigation. I can see the parallels there. Action must be taken against these lions, be they two-legged or four-legged lions. We should probably leave it there then because we don't want another visit from the police over something we've done or said next time we make our way down to the steak and kidney. Yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, well, thank you once again for tuning into the Batuta Advocate Weekly News Bulletin. Our interview podcast this week is out Monday and it is with one of the titans of rock and roll and not one from just this pissy little continent, but a world-famous titan of rock and roll. My name is Errol Parker. Chocky Olara. That should give you a hint as to who we have on next week. And I'm Clancy Overall. Be kind to each other.